eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow the Inside Black and Gold podcast on Twitter now we made that account yesterday so it is still a baby but it is ibng pod on twitter so go check it out uh if you want to just go to my twitter you can go through the timeline and find it pretty easily either way we're going to start pushing a lot of content to that twitter account so if you want to keep up with the pod that would be probably the best way to do it i don't like flooding my personal account with with these look at me messages of because i find it weird but if that's where we're going to be putting a lot of that. So anyway, go check it out. We're going to get into a mailbag this segment. We got a lot of questions in there, but let's start out with Tedra Covington. Thanks for watching. As always, he mentioned that Carl let it slip that he threw to Mike yesterday. I don't know if let it slip is, <laughs> is necessarily the, the term. There's nothing preventing uh, these guys from working out together uh, when the team's not in session. It happens all the time. It's actually something that I think has to happen because you are so limited in terms of what you're allowed to do as a full team, right? Like the Patriots, for example, had two OTAs docked from them. There's nothing stopping the wide receivers and the quarterback from getting together on those days and and working out. You're just not allowed to have a full team practice at your facility, right? There are limits to protect the players, whatever. But yes, Derek Carr did mention that the first time he threw to Mike Thomas was yesterday. So they must have met up at some point. I don't know. Either way, yeah, they're kind of making that connection. But that's the first time. This is the first time that Derek Carr has thrown a pass to Mike Thomas. So even, you know, as that connection grows, it's still new. There's still a lot to learn for these guys. And you got to get it done by week one. Derek Carr was asked today if he expects to play in the preseason. He said, you know, he probably hasn't played more than, you know, two series in any preseason of his NFL career. Uh, when he was with Gruden in, in Vegas and Oakland, you know, he barely played in the preseason. He doesn't anticipate playing a ton in the preseason this year. I would actually be surprised to see him play a ton in the preseason. But what he mentioned is 
you actually get more value out of the joint practices in terms of the defenses are actually trying stuff. They're actually working on things in those practices and you can actually go against real defense as opposed to a preseason game, which is just watered down a lot of players who probably won't make the roster. Um, You're not going against, you're not seeing Marshawn Lattimore go against Mike Williams, right? But that is what you're going to see theoretically when the Saints have joint practices with the Chargers. So I know this is a far cry from what Ted was talking about, but I think that's where you're going to want to see these two guys really connect is at those joint practices because that's probably the only time you're going to see them on the field together in real NFL work. So that's going to be something to watch. Young Scoot, 26. We are getting a ring this year. I am very confident in our team. It's amazing how how quickly the sentiment can change around a team this time. You know, a couple months ago, it was fire Dennis Allen, fire the coaches, fire everybody, you know, get, get a new quarterback. <laughs> and now, you know, you hear people saying 14 wins is reasonable. I'm not one of those people, but you hear it, right? And part of it through the schedule, part of it is due to the excitement around Derek Carr, part of it is due to Mike Thomas coming back, and part of it is due to the NFC South being as weak as I can ever remember it. And yeah, I don't know about a ring. (laughs) I don't know if this is a Super Bowl team. Maybe during the season, they show themselves to be one. Right now, I need to find out if this is an NFC South champion type team. And if that's what you're talking about in terms of a ring, in terms of hanging a banner, I think they can do that. This team can and should do that. And when you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. right? I don't think there is a dominant team in the NFL right now. You know, the closest thing to it would be the Chiefs, obviously, with Pat Mahomes. But, you know, that's not a question you have to answer if you're the Saints until you get to the Super Bowl anyway. So is there a dominant team in the NFC? The Eagles, the 49ers, these are beatable teams. So in theory, sure, I'll let let you hold on to that one. Daryl says MT looks huge and he and Derek look good standing near each other. You know, it's Mike's physique is interesting because I don't know how much work he's been able to do. And I don't know what type of shape he's actually in relative to what he wants to be when he steps on the field week one. He is, like I've said, he's a maniacal worker. I don't think he's out of shape, but it will be interesting to see how how he kind of works to get in shape now that he can move around and can do a bit more than he had been able to do. We've talked about, you know, Dennis said he got some hardware taken out of his foot about a month ago. So this is probably where you're starting to see him really ramp up the fitness. So I think that's going to be something to watch. The Keeping It Real Hoodat Sports Podcast says, great to see my guy can't guard Mike. Now all of you who have been crying, why he not here? He can now move on to why isn't he practicing? <laughs> Some people are not ever satisfied. Yeah, I mean, I think the the why isn't he here thing was a little overblown. You know, I, I never thought it was a huge issue. I, I mean, I think he's making a statement by, by being there. Right, like Marshawn Lattimore didn't show up, Brian Ramchick didn't show up, Taysom Hill didn't show up. Like, there is nothing wrong with that. He would just be another of the veterans who said, "I'll see you at minicamp." Right? I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. But he went out of his way to make sure he was here for this. He went out of his way to make sure he was on the field when the cameras were allowed to be out. So there's evidence of him being there, and I do think that's kind of where you will kind of figure that out. But yeah, I, I think. When you're talking about Mike, when you're talking about kind of the optimism around this team, it all exists when he's healthy and when you're in the preseason. If you get to week four and he's not there, all of a sudden everything is back to square one just like it was last year. 
Tedrick Covington says, practice squad coming for Perry. We also had another comment about A.T. Perry, which was Brian Cavett says, A.T. Perry's story sounds similar to Colston, not comparing him to the greatness that was Colston, but maybe he can learn the same lesson and become a beast. If you didn't know, Colston was a disaster at first. And no, yeah, I think this is a fair parallel to draw between A.T. Perry and Marcus Colston. They, I would say they have similar play styles, they have similar body types. It's, I wouldn't compare the players, but I would, I, what, what A.T. Perry needs to be able to do is similar to what Colston got really good at doing throughout the course of his career. And yes, you were correct. Marcus Colston was not out there blowing people away on day one of rookie minicamp of OTAs of whatever they called it back then. It was a long time ago. I don't know how it was structured, but he got better. And I'm A.T. Perry will get better. Right. I'm just pointing out that like he needs to get better. You talk about the practice squad with A.T. Perry, and I think that's a realistic possibility. It's not the end of the world, right? Like going on the practice squad as a young player, a sixth round pick, and then getting better and getting called up. Rashid Shahid was on the practice squad last year to start the season, right? It's not the end of the world. It's only a problem if a guy is good enough to make the roster. You try to stash him on the practice squad and you fail because someone identifies that and steals him. I don't think that's going to happen with A.T. Perry because if a team was really high on him in the draft, they could have had him. But either way, he's going to be a guy to watch. You know, and nothing I say as far as a roster projection right now means honestly jack shit, just to be clear. Like, does not mean anything. But right now, he is not at the level that I would see him making this roster. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Again, I expect that to change. <laughs> Jeffrey Brown, Jeffrey Brown, talking about Mike Thomas as he's back until he stubs his toe. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to argue with the with the take that he can't make it through a season right now, right? Like he, for a long time, you would say Mike Thomas is as durable as it comes in the NFL. The last few seasons, he has been anything but. And so when people say, yeah, you know, if he gets a hangnail, he's going to miss a game. I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it. Now, I will say his injuries have been very real. He's not just missing games with minor things. But, yeah, you do have to start asking that question. Daryl says, Mike even looks happier last year. This time, he seemed like he wasn't happy. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think he looked he looked plenty happy. I think it's, for him, he's always kind of this very subdued, very quiet, soft-spoken guy. It's hard to get a good read on him. I think he just loves playing football. He talks about how this was kind of like the first day of, of summer camp, first day of school, whatever you want to call it, and not being able to contribute, not being able to play. It grates on him the same way it would grate on me if I was unable to do something that I know I'm very good at. Okay, we can get into all the Traquan hate uh, here, and that can be one of the last things we get into. Keeping it real, who that sports podcast is a Traquan Smith fan. He says, Traquan Smith, my boy, go do it again. He go, he go upset y'all again when he makes a team. Tedra says, someone go kidnap Traquan until the 53-man roster is announced. 
And Jerry G, apparently not a Traquan guy, says all you Traquan lovers will have a box of Kleenex in your hand when he is gone from this team. I don't I don't know what Traquan has done to to make y'all so mad. <laughs> I think he's been a, a good contributor on this roster and he has underwhelmed as a pass catcher. Now he's a wide receiver, supposed to not underwhelm as a pass catcher. To me, it's been more of a question of health. And when you see him just disappear for weeks and weeks because he's dealing with an injury, that's frustrating. He does do a lot of things that other guys aren't good at and don't want to do. So for that reason alone, you know, I kind of treat him as like a Taysom Hill type guy of, you know, he's selfless in that in that respect. <laughs> you might say you want to do better than him, but I don't know why you would hate him just because he does a lot of stuff that uh, people want to see. MJ asks, is Kamara suspended? He is not right now. That could very well change and probably will. We'll see. His his trial is set to begin on July 31st. I would still be surprised if we ever get to that point. It would be crazy to me if he just doesn't settle out of court or find a way to do that. But we'll find out. Either way, you're not going to see a suspension handed down from the NFL until that's wrapped up because if they were ever going to do it early, it had been done by now. <laughs> They've let it play out and they will continue to let it play out. So, you know, I, I think the best thing for the Saints, honestly, would be to get this wrapped up prior to the season. So if he does get suspended, it can be the first six weeks when you're not, when you know you're not dealing with kind of crazy aggregate injuries across your roster. Like that's theoretically when you are going to be at your healthiest is weeks one through six as compared to weeks eight through 14, right? And I would prefer to see them have Alvin later in the year rather than just lose him for a six-game stretch midseason. So to me, that's the ideal scenario is you just plan to be without him weeks one through six and get it done with Jamal Williams, Kendry Miller. But for now, we don't know. Tedrick Covington says, Traquan missed open catches at critical moments. Yeah, he's also made big catches at critical moments. So, you know, it goes both ways. I think a lot of guys dropped catches at critical moments last year, and it was not just Traquan. Chris Olave was a culprit. Taysom Hill was a culprit. You know, basically anyone but Rashid Jaheed dropped a big pass last year, right? So I, I'm not going to hold that against him. He also had big catches. He caught two touchdowns in, a, in the divisional round of the playoffs in 2020. How many guys can say that, right? He caught multiple touchdown passes in a week four game in Detroit that the Saints desperately needed to win. So, I mean, he's had good moments with the bad. He had a 10-catch game, right? Has he underwhelmed as a third-round pick? Yes. Is he going to be keeping it around? Probably not in terms of, like, you're not going to keep him on the roster and say you're wide receiver free. But if he's still doing the things that you need to do, Austin Carr made this roster for so long, guys. Austin Carr. And no one ever said, oh, he's, he's the guy. Right. So I think we're, we're going to find out. But Daryl asks, what are my thoughts on DeMarco Jackson? I like DeMarco Jackson. There's no I in his name, to be clear. But he's been working at the mic. That's what DA said today. And I think that makes sense. I don't think he is a, a Will linebacker. I think he is the DeMario Davis mold type Mike linebacker. And I think you're probably prepping him, kind of ramping him up to be the backup to DeMario Davis. Now, that does leave you with the question of if a guy like Pete Warner goes down, who takes over there? And I don't know. Nick Anderson kind of got picked on today. 
in in the red zone drills. He kept getting targeted and he did not make a play. And I think that's just a product of being a little undersized. You don't have the long arms that you might want uh, in coverage. And and he did get did get a little exposed today. So I don't know if it's going to be him. I don't know if it's going to be a Nephi Sewell. But you do definitely need to identify a backup will. I think Zach Bond is the Sam, and you're going to go from there. But that's a good question. And I do really like DeMarco Jackson. I think the Saints also really like DeMarco Jackson, and that's why you did not draft a linebacker or or really bring in a linebacker in free agency. Louise Lockett says, Hayner will see action in the preseason. And yes, very much so. I thought Jake looked good today. I thought, you know, if <laughs> thought for an A.T. Perry drop, we'd be talking about a Jake Hayner dime to the back corner of the end zone over, I believe, Isaac Yadam, who did not make a play on the ball. It was a drop. It was a drop. And, and the annoying thing is A.T. Perry went up and got it. He was in position. He just needs to catch it either way. Jake Hayner looked good today. He, he threw two of those touchdowns at Traquan Smith. And so... Yeah, I like I like Jake. I think you're going to see a lot of Jake. I think he's going to be on the roster. I don't think you're going to sash him on the practice squad because I think he'd get claimed. All right, let's do one more, and we'll get out of here, which is Demetrius James saying, I think 11 wins is quite a bit more feasible. Yeah, I have him at 10. You know, if things go right, if you avoid key injuries, yeah, you can get to 11. Maybe you can get to 12. But I think 10 is probably the safe number in terms of, you know, get to 10 and then worry about 11 when you get to 10, <laughs> right? Your first goal has to be a 10, a 10 win season. Cause to me, in order to make the playoffs, not back into the playoffs, not find your way into the playoffs in order to win your way into the playoffs, you have to win 10 games. You can get in with nine wins. Heck you can get in with eight wins, just like the bucks did last year. But you're depending on a lot of other teams cooperating. If you want to make sure you get into the playoffs, get to 10 wins. And I think there are 10 wins on the schedule for the Saints team. You know, maybe they overperform and, and, and you end up talking about them in, in conversation for that one seed at some point in the season. I doubt it. I think you're going to hit a skid at some point. Um, but either way, I, you, you watch this team move around. You watch the skill players. You watch the depth. You know the defense is going to be solid. You have great depth at cornerback. You have veteran leadership and depth at safety. The defensive line is a real question. Although if you have a healthy Peyton Turner who is contributing, I think you feel a lot better about it. Isaiah Foskey is going to be an interesting guy to watch. Still hasn't signed his contract. Hopefully that happens over the next few weeks. I don't think you're going to want to go into that kind of month off without getting that contract signed, but We'll see. I think this is around the time Alante Taylor signed his last year. <laughs> Louise Lockett says, I am a Debbie Downer. Yeah, we'll find out. But all right, this has been Inside Black and Gold. Thanks for everyone who watched. Thanks for everyone who is subscribed. If you have not subscribed yet, please go do that wherever you get your podcast. We're going to be coming at you later in the week. Steve Geller and I are going to break down a lot more of the sound that we got in the locker room. We're going to talk more from Derek Carr. He had some interesting things today to say about you know how it how he expects the offense to work, how he's kind of tweaking things with Mike Thomas, with some of the other guys. You know, I know we talked to Marcus May, new tight end Jesse James. So we'll get to a lot of that on the, I think it'll post Thursday morning. So keep an eye out for that. And make sure to subscribe to our new Twitter account. It's IBNG pod over on Twitter. You could also just go to my Twitter feed and you can find it in there. But all right, y'all. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for dropping in a comment. It's been a lot of fun. Be easy, y'all.
Peace.